Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie's answering your medical questions. Flade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard with your dog behavior questions. Vinnie Penn, Joey Turner, Susan Sims, and Bobby with news. I'm losing my voice. I've been yelling too much. I've got a lot. See, look at my hot little hands here. You'll see a pet emergency pocket guide. These are brand new. They come out from a company called Informed. And they include everything that you need in a case of an emergency with your pet or your uh, small pets, big pets, dogs, cats, pocket pets. It's all Birds. right here. It's right here. Have you seen this? Doc, here, let me give you one. Can you? I mean, I know you I know all of this awesome. stuff. <laughs> and we should all carry one of these, don't you think? Absolutely. Every pet owner needs one. My gosh, yeah. I'm going to give away a few in just a few minutes. And then, of course, you can order them right from the front of our website and get $2 off just before wow. being an Animal Radio listener. What a deal. We love prepared listeners and pet owners. Uh, let's go to the phones. And I think we have Dave there. Hi, Dave. Hi. How are you doing? Super. Where are you calling us from? I'm calling from Rochester, New York. All right. East Coast. What's on your mind today? Well, we have about a 13-year-old female cat. It is horribly spoiled, but that hasn't had anything to do with it. I don't think that's got anything to do with it. I don't know. But she she sleeps all day because we both work. And at night, just within the last year or so, at night, she wakes up four or five times a night and just pesters my wife. And then okay. she'll, go down, she'll go downstairs and she'll start letting out these howls that she never let out before. Okay. <laughs> you know? I don't know if she's just spoiled and she wants my wife up so she can pay attention to her or she's got a problem. Yeah, and when your wife gets up, is there something that she's looking for? Is her water bowl empty? Um, is there no. food or something? No, nope. always got food down, but she does feed her when she gets up. Okay. Because so. for some cats, yeah, there, there might be some kind of um, attention-seeking where they're asking for food or asking for something in particular. But since she is an older kitty, there are a couple health conditions that really kind of pop into my mind when I hear this. Um, now, the one thing is that cats and dogs can get true senility problems. We uh-huh. call it cognitive dysfunction. And right. one of the signs of that can be where there's kind of a nightful wakefulness. So kind of sleep cycles get screwed up and they're sleeping during really? the day and they're awake at night. Uh-huh. Um, and that certainly would be a bit suspicious for something, some behavior like that. Right. Um, there is medication for that if we're worried about that. But I'd say first and foremost, there's a couple health problems that I would want to test her for. Um, the big things that I would be worried about will be things like high blood pressure. That is actually one of the more common ways that we can diagnose that in cats because they vocalize excessively when they, you know, haven't done that before. Um, We can see problems. Yeah. And even kind of close to that, there can be thyroid problems where a cat can have a very high thyroid level. And um, a very common sign of that will be kind of a uh, almost annoying kind of uh, attention-seeking meowing that they may do. And it can be at odd times of the night as well. And then I'd probably also say uh, sometimes things that are painful, such as like arthritis, which in cats is really hard to... Yeah, that could be really something tough to pick up. You know, just they don't really complain about it in the way that dogs or people do. Gosh, people, we complain about everything. <laughs> but those those are things that I would definitely think about. So if you haven't taken her into the vet, I would definitely start with some basic blood work, and I'd get a blood pressure reading on her and start with that, see if that looks good. Um, in the meantime, you know, there's a couple things you could try, and I would say maybe trying um, some vision-related things. Some cats can have some vision problems as they get older so we'll think about putting like a kitty nightlight on 
And okay. that, that can actually help them get around their surroundings a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. And if it's a vision-related problem, that may assist her in the low-light times. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also get a kitty glucosamine supplement, and that's not something you need a prescription for from your veterinarian, although they may have the ones the cats like the best. Well, <laughs> what does that do? That oh, helps the, to treat uh, the, the arthritis. The arthritis? Oh, okay. Exactly. And those are things that, like I said, you can get started um, right now. Try, see if that helps alleviate some of those signs. But I would definitely be picking up that phone and putting a little jingle into your veterinarian to check on those other health conditions. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Okay. My pleasure. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And Susan Sims has just informed us she has giveaways. I love giveaways. <laughs> Goody prizes. Good stuff. Coming up in just a few minutes with Susan Sims and Vital Friendly Travel Talk on Animal Radio. Bobby with her news. Vinny Penn and Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. I believe Joy. Is she on her way in? Joy Turner, animal communicator in a few minutes. Dr. Debbie right now answering your medical questions. And which one are we going to? Hi, Steve. How are you doing? Hey, how is everybody out there? Very good. Where are you? Uh, In Clearwater, Florida. Mm. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm just soaking it in. (laughs) <laughs> the beach uh, vision is going through our heads right now. <laughs> what can I help you with, Steve? Uh, I have a six-year-old English male bulldog who has a, uh, I think it's um, pronounced a royal hematoma, uh, also known as pillow ear. Uh, ah. Are you familiar with that problem? I sure am. And just for those that maybe can't hear real clearly, oral hematoma it's spelled a-u-r-a-l and it basically means um swelling of the ear yes and um the research i've done online uh, there there's no uh real definitive uh method of treatment um, um other than do nothing um drain it or uh lance it and suture it um, so it, it doesn't um, reoccur as readily as um, the other two um, uh, methods. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, a bulldog having uh, an airway, um, uh, well, not a breathing problem, but the, the airways might be a little bit unique. Uh, the thing I'm worried about if he goes for surgery is, you know, the anesthesia uh, mm-hmm. and, and, and coming out of it and, and you know, the breathing uh, associated with, um, uh, you know, going into surgery. What, what's your opinion on that with an English bulldog? Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to back up a little bit and, and talk about what causes some oral hematomas because in some cases we really don't know what causes it, but often it's it's directly related to either an ear infection or some really bad, say, scratching, allergy-type problems, something that causes the pet to repeatedly scratch at the ear, and then it causes the small capillaries in the ear flap to rupture. And what happens is that blood builds up between the cartilage flaps in the ear and the skin, and you basically get a squishy pillow, and that's where the term pillow ear comes from. Now, if we have a problem such as a bad ear condition, ear infections, we have bad skin disease and allergies, Um, the first thing that I will always tell people if this happens to your dog is that we need to address those underlying issues or we're not going to get anywhere. Um, We can do surgery and it'll fail 
if we don't address these other issues because that underlying itch, the underlying cause is still going to be there. Now, surgery is historically the way that most folks treat oral hematomas, where we go in and we drain this basically blood blister in the ear, and we suture the ear, and there's a lot of different techniques to to do that. But the, the basic concept is we suture the ear so it keeps those flap on the ear nice and tight and flap. Uh, nice and tight and firm so we don't get fluid rebuilding in that pocket that is between the skin and the cartilage. And that can be very successful for pets, and then usually within two weeks that uh, suture can be removed and they heal up wonderfully. But again, if we don't address these other underlying things, and I am definitely not a fan of going to surgery uh, without addressing those things. So I don't know if that's anything for your pet, Steve, if you're having any other kind of skin-related issues. Well, uh, bulldogs in general um, uh, have sensitive skin. It, it might be, um, um, it, it's not ear mites or anything in the ear canal because um, we do clean his ears out on a weekly basis. And we brought him to the vet and he checked his ears and the ears are clean. Um, it, it's, it's, you know, just by shaking their head, uh, can rupture those blood vessels, apparently, you know, if they, Absolutely. they snap it, snap it uh, a little bit too hard. So um, the underlying cause, you know, if you can get the dog to stop shaking its head, um, for whatever reason, even though it might not be uh, related to anything in his ear, uh, you know. So for I, I your pet, have they... Have they identified that it is an isolated case of a hematoma? They don't know why it's happened? Or are they saying, yes, it's probably because he's got skin problems because he's a bulldog and they all have some degree of allergies? So for your pet, have they just determined that? Well, um, we put him back on um, his um, allergy medications, which are nothing more than um, uh, antihistamines, basically, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to stop any skin itch. Uh, that might be causing him to, you know, either uh, shake his head or or scratch uh, if he gets a hot spot or something like that. Okay. Uh, but you know, again, okay. um, the, the the concern is um, anesthesia uh, sure. and the air and way the bulldog. And actually. For bulldogs, I mean, they definitely have a lot of different components of problems with their airway. Um, while they're under anesthesia, that's not so much the concern because there's a tube that's in the airway holding that open, making sure we've got clear ox- oxygen flow. So that's probably the best breathing he's ever going to do is having that in there. Um, it's all that upper airway problem that they normally have where they have the long, soft palate. Um, they have the nose that's kind of narrowed, and they have something called saccules that kind of evert and stick into the airway and then they have a very small trachea so all those things can make a a bulldog's breathing difficult Um, if your veterinarian is comfortable with the anesthesia of a bulldog um, and they don't have any adverse concerns with things then I'm not opposed to doing surgery on a bulldog I'm aware of those things Um, veterinarians are trained how to deal with that so that I wouldn't be so worried about I just want to make sure that surgery is the right choice for your pet because in some cases if um, surgery is not the right choice and there's not a clear ear infection that's causing it or I can't find a direct reason a lot of times I am actually of the type where I will use a different protocol than surgery and I'll use high dose steroids um, to decrease the swelling 
And in some cases, I've had wonderful success where the pet has a very cosmetic healing of the ear, and it turns around and looks wonderful, and we never actually have to take a scalpel blade to the pet. But it really is careful patient selection and making sure your pet fits into the right peg. Um, so um, that may be hard for me to tell you exactly which way to, you should go. Um, if his ear looks fairly clean inside and we're dealing more skin disease, you know, you might talk to your veterinarian about using some high dose of prednisone because that might be a, an alternate therapy for you. Okay, good. I appreciate that advice. Thanks for taking okay. the time to talk with me. All right, my pleasure. This is Dr. Debbie. Give us a call here at Animal Radio 1 866 405 8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on. Learn more. Dogs or cats, horse or emu, animals are people too. A Scottish woman credits a head-butting cow with saving her life. Sarah Kerr had been feeling some indigestion for a while, but it wasn't until a cow butted her in the stomach that she sought an examination, which revealed she had cervical cancer. Doctors reported that without the examination, the disease would have likely spread to a dangerous level. Kerr, who works as an agricultural expert, was quoted as saying, If it hadn't been for that accident with the cow, I don't know what would have happened. I'm Britt Savage for Animal Radio. Animals are people too. Animal Radio. Hi, it's Lisa Laporta from HGTV's Designed to Sell for Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your pet. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Did you know that your dog could have intestinal worms even if he's on a heartworm prevention program? For more complete protection, deworm your dog twice a year with broad-spectrum Safeguard Canine Dewormer. To find out more, visit www.safeguardfordogs.com. Listen closely. That's the sound of peace of mind. Peace of mind that comes in convenient, pre-measured packets of Safeguard Canine Dewormer. Just sprinkle the granules on your dog's food twice a year to protect him against the major types of canine intestinal worms. Monthly heartworm prevention programs alone are not enough. Find out how to get the upper hand on intestinal worm infections by visiting www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and most importantly made sure it drove our dogs taste buds crazy here's the lowdown canine caviar is holistic allergen free with raw dehydrated meats herbs fish oil and flaxseed for health and joint support good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust ask your pet store for canine caviar learn more at caninecaviar.com every year there are millions of pets in animal shelters across the country just waiting for a loving home I'm Mike Farrell with a very simple message if you're thinking of getting a pet please adopt to easily locate your closest place to adopt call pets 911 toll free at 1-888-PETS-911 it's easy it's free and it gives a pet a second chance at life together we can ensure a better future for our pets for adoptable pet listings in your community go to Pets911.com. Pets911, proud to be partnered with Animal Radio. Animal Radio is being brought to you by the American Red Cross, providing you with information and training to protect the dogs and cats you love. For more information, visit redcross.org or petcentric.com, a proud supporter of the American Red Cross. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Love it. 
Vlade's still in the green room. Tell him to get over here. Tell him to get in here right now. He has a show to do right now. <laughs> I don't care if there's pizza in the green room. Oh, I'll tell you. one 405 8405. Big show today. Guess who's on the show? I don't know. Do you, do you know? Do I know. America, listen up. It's a rough world out there, son. <laughs> it's dog eat dog. All right, you ready? Please listen. Now, your host on Animal Radio, <laughs> Vlade, the Russian dog wizard, the man behind the system and the phenomenon of the dog world. He's widely known as an international star in the dog training field. <laughs> the former KGB dog trainer, Vlade, can turn the most notorious canines from around the world into loving companions. Really? What do you do when your love is not enough and your dog becomes an alpha terrorist? Have your dog become an alpha terrorist and taking all American household as the hostages? Really? What can you do when the man's best friend's behavior makes him seems like the alpha terrorist and his controlling behavior calls, holds your household as the hostages? Or your dog may be pulling you on the leash, maybe growling, maybe jumping nonstop, maybe digging in your backyard and your backyard looks like after expedition. Well, you should be calling me right now. Here is the Vladi at an animal radio. My phone number is one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five exclusively for the animal radio. Well, people call us up and they say, you know, that phone number you give out there does it spell anything? We figured out really nothing in English, but it does spell something in Russian. We don't know what it means. <laughs> I call it Rushlish. Sorry, people, for my accent. A lot of times when I'm doing my performance out of the Michigan, Americans think that's the Michigan accent. Yes. It's so contagious. Apparently it is. But I think it's a doglish accent. It's a doggy accent because I do speak doglish better than English. one 405 8405 Hi, who's this? Hi, this is Barbara. Hi, Barbara. How you doing? Pretty good. And you? Very good. Where are you calling from? I'm calling from New York, Brewster, New York. Brewster, New York. You are on with the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vlade. Barbara, Hi, how are you? Hi, how are good, you? Good, 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 good. I wish I would immigrate uh, in America and I would be landed to New York, but I just, uh, you know, came to Detroit and, uh, you know, <laughs> but it's okay. okay. Go as ahead. As long as we can get a hold of you. Exactly. Go ahead, my dear Barbara. What, 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 the, uh, what type of the pain you have? Can I, can the bloody ease your pain? Tell oh, me, please. I, I want to feel your pain. I hope so. I have a four and a half year old uh, dog. She's half pug and half French bulldog, and she has this She's really. A mutt. Excuse me. Yes. Oh, and a French bulldog boy. They are so like to argue all the time. You know, French bulldog. It's a hard to train. Go really? ahead. Okay, but yeah, but Pog, Pog, is, Pog is a wonderful. Go ahead. <laughs> okay, well, she, she has a nasty habit of eating her own uh, waste. Okay. And she doesn't do it all the time, but, uh, you know, it's hard for me to catch her doing it because when I take sure. her out, obviously I pick it up. Uh, sure. You know, throw Barbara, it away. Barbara, let me help you out. I, I'm hearing the questions like that probably 30 times per day. And yeah. let me tell you, because this is the easiest, easy thing. We can fix it with the speed of Russian satellite-guided <laughs> missile. So 
I mean, uh, why a dog is eating your, p- not your, his poops. No. <laughs> yeah, uh, why? Because of a couple of things. Number one, it could be habitually if your puppy did it all the time. Maybe you got it from uh, some breeder who did not pick up uh, the poops after the pups, right. and the pups were eating uh, one, the, you know, together all in a pack, and they got to this habits to eat. It also can be when you're switching your dog from one diet to another diet it could happen it could happen also if your dog does not produce such an enzyme to digest the food right and it comes he, he smells that poops on the floor and he still see not see smell some nutrition inside and right. the puppy you think your dog think well you know it's some type of the valuable nutrition on the ground let me recycle it uh, but despite of the problems whatever problems you have not you have I mean your dogs have I guess you have. Uh, let me tell you what you need to do. I tried many, many products. Um, one works better than another, but nothing works as good as the product by name Stop by Thompson Veterinarian. You can uh, put on the Google Yahoo Stop um, prohibiting poop eating, something like that, and it definitely will come up. And if not, send me a quick email and I will point you out toward the right solution. This product works awesome. You know why? Because unlike in other products, it have a two major components to help you. Of course, we cannot eliminate the habits uh, to do this, but what we can do, we make want to make sure digestion is right and we want to make sure it has a bad taste uh, mm-hmm. because dogs are not stupid. They, they don't do... F- go- I know you you try to put something in. Yeah, and I know. or something. Yeah, I know. I forbid, deter. Nobody yeah. knows about the stop. You know, I have got it from KGB sources. I mean, it's a great product. <laughs> what is the? Yeah, what is the difference between what you just said and what I said? I'm gonna tell you just like that. Yeah. Uh, first of all, it has more strong components, and plus, it is a, a complementary approach. Has a digestive enzymes and acidophilus and all good bacteria. So it works in combination, my oh, friend okay. Barbara. Okay. Very good. Now I have other dogs. Do they all have to have this? Because she yes. may she may eat some other sisters. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. I would do it too, and uh, I would also supervise them at, uh, as the part of complementary approach. Yeah. And every time when your dog just approach to the poop, clap your hands, make the sound, ah, which hell is always um, uh, doing on the duty all <laughs> the know. time. I'm hearing this now. That's the other way and around. Clap your hands and such and such. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Will do. I'll let you Thank know how you. it goes. Give that a shot. Let us know how it goes. Shoot me email. I'll let you know how it all comes out, actually. <laughs> okay, okay. Because okay. He'll, he'll promise to keep me on uh, unless my methods are working. But my methods works unless you do the right thing. Okay. I'm the ultimate doctor. And my medication works, but you have to take my medication. Period. Yes. Next I- caller. Thank <laughs> you. Barbara, thank you so much for calling one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. Now, what do you put? Do you, do you put that stop on the food? How does that work, Vlade? Oh, so it's a works quick. Uh, basically, it's eliminate two out of the three reasons. If you heard me well, I hopefully you did. Well, how do you? Larry, how do you, Larry talks once. How do you? How? how do you do? How do you administer it? Do you put it on the food or just the just poop? put it on the food? Just put it on the food, and it makes the exactly poop like taste I said. Bad. The three reasons: uh, habits. Number two, poor digestion. Number three, the dog used to eat it. So what it does, it's uh, create a bad taste. Number one, it's improved digestion. So two out of the three, uh, you shooting uh, you shooting two out out. Of of the three problems momentarily. Doesn't it make the food taste bad? No, it doesn't. It doesn't. Just the poop. Just the poop. This makes poop taste bad. 
Exactly, exactly. <laughs> Hold on one second there. one 866 hey, Hell, you're learning so many things from me. Before you was the cat trainer, now I guess you were trying to do something with the dog. I am learning a lot from you. It really is affecting my life. When people call in for advice about their dogs, they don't understand that you can apply Vlade's techniques to your whole life, and they will help you get along at work, exactly. get along I'm with your Exactly, I'm the feel of the dog trank. It's exactly my methods people works on their husbands, on their wives, on their kids. You name it. one 405 On the way, Bobby Hill with the news. She has news about what was going to be California's FIDO fine, a 10% increase on vet fees, a tax for vet care. I do believe we have Jeff here. Hi, Jeff. What can we help you with today? Um, my cat has a pain problem, and when we take him to the vet, they say that he has crystals in his urethra, and about once a year we have to take him in. And uh, they gave him this food to eat, but he refuses to eat it. And I was wondering if you had any advice. Okay, absolutely. Now, when he's having these problems, is he actually getting fully blocked where he can't pass urine? Or is it he's having um, frequent urination and pain, discomfort, things like that? It did happen once where he couldn't pass urine and we had to bring him in. And, yeah, he, uh, he has pain and struggles to pee sometimes. A very common problem in male cats, and, and definitely part of the problem is they have a tendency for different types of crystals in their urine. So the veterinarian's recommendation for diet can truly play a, a huge role in preventing future occurrences. does a little good if he doesn't like the food and he won't eat it. Um, do, do you recall the brand or the, the name of the food that you're using? CD something. Okay, CD. And, you know, there are a lot of other brands, so if it's a palatability problem where, you know, he's not really interested in the food, I'd talk to your veterinarian. I use one by Royal Canin uh, for the crystal problem that's called SO. I love it. Really good for cats. Um, they seem to like it pretty well. Um, but there's other brands out there as well, so that might be one way to attack it. For a lot of cats that have these chronic problems with problems going to the bathroom and crystals and the discomfort with that, I will always keep them on a glucosamine supplement. And um, it's not, you know, people are saying, wait a minute, we're not talking arthritis here. We're talking kind of a similar effect. And glucosamine in cats has a kind of a protective effect on the inside of their bladder. So it actually is kind of like a natural anti-inflammatory. So on a long-term basis, any cat in my clinic that has this type of problem, we keep them on glucosamine supplements long-term. So that would be one thing um, that I would also see about adding into your regimen there. The hard thing is when we're really battling an acute crisis of managing uh, those problems, we want to make sure we fully treat the infection, get that under control with antibiotics, and then see if we can get them past that and, and work on the preventative uh, strategies there. So I didn't, I didn't ask you, Jeff, if you were using anything else besides just the food to try to help him out. The name oh, of the yeah, food yeah. is Prescription Diet CD. Okay, yeah. And it is, it's a, a good product, but again, you know, cats are cats, and they just sometimes have their own preferences. And, uh, you know, if, if they don't have on their schedule of menu, this is what uh, I want to eat, and this is what we put on the menu for the day, we really kind of have to work around that and find something that's going to be uh, more palatable for them. So um, definitely try the other, uh, you know, try the other brands out there. And another big thing I'll mention, for cats that have chronic... Um, uh, infections or what we call FUS, feline urologic syndrome, will add in a lot of moisture to their food. So canned food is very helpful or even watering down the diet so that they have a little extra moisture and that kind of helps flush out uh, the bladder, if you will, kind of in a true toilet sense of the word. Um, but so try to stick to the, the canned varieties or, or moistening the food as well. Where can I find the glucosamine supplement? 
Um, for counts, um, we carry one through our veterinary office that's in a uh, capsule, that's a flavored capsule, so you open it up and you sprinkle it on the food. Um, I'm not sure as far as the cat availability over the general market, um, but if you check at pet stores and you're not finding it, talk to your veterinarian. Um, there's one called Cosequin for cats that I use pretty frequently. And uh, the trick is if you're trying to introduce, say, this new diet, you don't want to switch too much at one time. So try the food. I'd say get, that, get them steady on a food and then try to add in this, uh, this medication along with that because that will throw too many wrenches into the whole system if you try to change too much on them right away. See how that helps you out. This is Dr. Debbie. We are here to take your calls at Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. This portion of Animal Radio is brought to you by AFS, real food for real pets. Visit AFS online at animalfood.com. This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. California's governor signed a budget plan recently that could have raised prices for pet owners. Thankfully, the so-called FIDO fine, a 10% increase in vet fees, according to opponents, was removed from the Golden State's budget. The California Veterinary Medical Association launched a letter-writing campaign while other animal organizations lobbied hard to have the proposed sales tax on veterinary services removed. Chief Economist for the Humane Society of the United States, Jennifer Fearing, said, quote, It was a flawed idea that would have been a step backward in the otherwise progressive trajectory toward the more humane treatment of animals in our state, end quote. And pets are naturally drawn to sources of fresh water, and the most common one, sadly, is the toilet. Vets uh. advise cat and dog owners to literally put the lid down or close the bathroom door to keep pets from drinking the toilet water. Pet care expert Gina Spadafori suggests these tips from break, for breaking the toilet water habit. Refill your pet's water bowl at least twice a day. If, if they're real thirsty, if they keep going towards the toilet, give them more than one source of fresh water. Uh, purchase one of those pet fountains. With well, those are awesome. Water. Those are really good. I like, we have and those all really over the studio. they really work. Yes, they do. Because seriously, that is, after all, what the toilet is. <laughs> and if your cat or dog likes playing with water you know when the running faucet let them my cats love it you turn on the water a trickle they sit there and play with it they drink it there you go all right we talked a little bit about the oscars just a week or two back well here are some awards that were given to the movie industry by the american humane association best movie magic featuring an animal went to the dark knight the award for the most poignant movie illustrating the human animal bond was marley and me and the best behind-the-scenes rescue story, Beverly Hills Chihuahua. Ah. Lead dog, played by Pappy, was just one day away from being euthanized before the movie's trainer found him in a California shelter. Wow. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution, with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Radio, 1-866-405-8405. We're celebrating our connection with our pet. We do this every weekend. If this is your first weekend, well, welcome. To my left is Dr. Debbie, the animal Yay. radio veterinarian. She can answer <laughs> your medical questions. To my right is uh, Vladi. You used to train dogs for the KGB to jump from planes? 
Oh, that's that's one of the thing. Um, well, what else did you? teach them uh, we were teaching them to aim with using the system of sounds aim them for the targets so they knew how remo- we we could f- we could uh, from the miles control them left right forward because they have a cameras on themselves they they put okay. the cameras on the dogs Yes, we had a camera attached to them, uh-huh. uh, and also they had searching to collect the um, uh, collect searching. Um, what is it? Um, Rescue air taste, the uh, air uh, scent or oh. air uh, te- yeah, and from the soil something. I don't know how to put it in English, but uh, that's what we did. And and another thing was, um, uh, you know, Russians. Um, um, scientists are great, and especially you know because math and physics school is so strong there. They're mm-hmm. really genius. So a lot of Russian engineers were underpaid, and had tendency to have a big mouth for the good money. <laughs> we're not going to tell who there were who they were telling those secrets, but I gotta tell you, it was the problem. Could you imagine? You just uh, went for the lunch break, and you know, and in Russia, if you see that, it's like. Street dog, like mud, uh, like in your, in your, on your plant or something. N- nothing really. It's 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 nothing special, you know. So the dogs approaching to you, you petting them and keep conversation and whatever you're talking about, and you know what? It's a spy dog. <laughs> <laughs> he they, got a camera. On his they palette. had a lot of spy dogs. Huh? Microphone. And you would uh, you you were you would train the spy dogs? Were you responsible for training the spy dogs? Yeah. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. You hate me now after that? No, I don't. <laughs> watch, watch Mika. She she might know something. <laughs> I'm intrigued, actually. I want to. I want a spy dog. You want a spy dog? Yeah, I want a spy dog. Who do you want to spy on the hell? On the hell. He, he will yes. not have a girlfriend or what? Yeah, I'll make him follow. He, I mean, uh, he said to me, "You're his girlfriend, um, mistress." Yes, I'm his mistress. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I need to go. I have a appointment with the president of Comcast in Michigan. The president of Comcast. Okay. Well, give him a big hug from all of us here at Animal Radio. Okay? <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> a big sloppy kiss. That's right. A big wet one. Okay. Okay, bye. Talk okay. to you soon, guys. Bye. Bye. one 405 And I think we have Joanne on the line. Hi. Hi, Dr. Debbie. How are you? I'm doing super today. How's everything with you? Well, I'm doing okay, but my, my two little puppies. Uh, what kind of puppies? Uh, I have a silky terrier, and that's Speed Bump. And I, <laughs> okay. have, a, I have a tweeny dachshund, and that's, oh. that's, that's PK, Ted Kaczynski. <laughs> <laughs> and we've rescued, we had PK. We rescued Speed Bump. And we had him for about a week, and he started to sneeze, and he sneezed and sneezed and sneezed. And within a few days, PK started sneezing and sneezing and sneezing too. I have since I had called, I took him to the vet, but I was wanting you to explain something to me because the vet that I took him to, we put him on with a doxycycline, the antibiotics, and they're both doing yeah. Yeah. They're both doing a whole bunch better, but she said she thought it was kennel cough. Well, I was under the impression that kennel cough was a, <laughs> you know, <laughs> a do. Yeah, so, yeah. And uh, how do they get that? And, you know, although they are doing better, she'd even mentioned 
nasal mites. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And just, you know, things for me to watch out for, you know. With the kennel yeah. cough, with it being, you know, thinking that the sneezing was kennel cough, does it settle somewhere else? Is that what it is? Well, I'd say kennel cough, we kind of just group a lot of different types of infectious agents into that. And, and you're right, that the typical kennel cough, we hear a dry, hacking cough that... And um, it's definitely more of a lower airway type problem. But there are dogs that can have nasal discharge, um, that may have sneezing signs, and especially if it's kind of on the boogery side, um, that um, can be kind of classified into kennel cough. It might be a slightly different agent. But the basic um, thing is that if you have a pet that's new to the home, came from somewhere, you know, a, a kennel, an adoption area, um, pet store, whatever, um, if they come into the home, you know, they're potentially exposed to respiratory agents, and those can be viruses and bacteria, and those are spread just by breathing the air that another animal shares. Um, Certainly if they're in closer contact, um, there's more potential for spreading some of these respiratory agents um, directly from dog to dog. Um, But that's typically how it spreads. So, you know, if one pet comes into the home and you've already got some other dog, um, they can very easily pass those agents you know, to the next dog and so forth and so on. Um, so that's kind of how that whole process happens. And I'd say, you know, I, I think with your recent um, new pet to the home, I would definitely believe that something infectious like kennel cough is probably very likely. Um, you did mention nasal mites, and, you know, that's always, ooh, you know, what the heck is that? You know, yeah. that just kind of makes your skin crawl thinking of mites in some nose area there. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that is something we can see in some dogs, and it's really more um, something I think of if we're dealing with a chronic problem where we have a chronic nasal discharge or chronic sneezing problem um, that we can't find a reason for, whether it be allergies or uh, a bad tooth or, you know, something else. Um, but, you know, if, if it seems that that sneezing and the, the discharge is still going on, it's not, not a bad idea to treat for nasal mites and see if we see clinical improvement. And, and I've actually done that with several pets um, just to try to make sure that we, we cover that base and we treat for potential nasal mites. But I think your kids sound like they probably, you know, kind of caught a little infectious bug and they're going to be sniffling and sneezing and maybe coughing. Um, you said you haven't seen any of that coughing yet, huh? They were doing some. They're they're doing quite a bit better because poor little speed bump. I mean, he looked, you know, like some poor little child at the solo serve. He was blowing bubbles, you know. Oh, oh it scared me so bad. The other one, of course, oh. you know, he gets a sneeze and then he would start doing the reverse sneeze. My concern was that since we drive a truck and we're in so many different places, you know, I mean. Can they pick that, you know, me taking them out of the rest area and people not picking up after their pets, is that something that, I mean, of course, they've all got their shots and blah, blah, blah. Are those things that they can catch from, you know, just the area where other dogs have been? You're probably more likely to see a, this type of problem if you're going nose-to-nose with another dog, since you're talking kind of an outdoor environment. Um, you know, if you're going to a, a grooming facility or for a boarding area, you might have a little bit more potential for that. But, no, I think you guys are fine. You know, and once they get over this, I wouldn't be too worried, um, you know, as long as you're, you know, being cautious and not allowing unsupervised interactions with other dogs. Um, you know, I, th- I think you'll be fine there. Just it's a rough deal to kind of get over these respiratory things when they're, um, it's miserable. It's hard to watch them, isn't it? Well, yeah, it was awful because, I mean, you know, when we first got Speed Bump, I mean, he'd run and play and jump and 
just be himself. And in, within two days, I mean, he got to where he was lethargic, and he would lay, and I could hear him breathe. And, I, mm-hmm. you know, we stopped in Wyoming to take him to the vet, and, you know, I was afraid we wouldn't make, him, make it home with him because of his mm-hmm. breathing. And, you know, within two days, the antibiotics started working, but, you know, it was still, I mean, he would even, he sneezed so hard that he eventually started having bloody nose. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes extra humidity can kind of help when we're fighting and getting through those things. But I definitely, I think, Joanne, I, I totally agree with where your, your veterinarian was going with that. And I, I think, you know, you're heading down the right path. And just like a little extra TLC, um, give the babies a pat for me and uh, hope they're feeling up to their snuff very soon. This is Dr. Debbie with Animal Radio. Give us a call here at 1-866-405-8405. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergency can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. The Pet Expo is coming to the Greater Reading Expo Center. All your favorite pets under one roof. Dogs, cats, birds, reptiles, horses, ferrets, and pot-bellied pigs. Hey, cat lovers, don't miss the AACE Cat Show. You like large cats? How about a 400-pound Bengal tiger? Or marvel at the high-flying performance dogs. Watch the rare and ancient breed dog show. See the rainforest reptile shows. And kids, enjoy the petting zoo and pony rides. Check out the great show prices on pet products and accessories. It's all at the Pet Expo at the Greater Reading Expo Center, March 20th through 22nd at the Greater Reading Expo Center. Angel's Eyes Tear Stain Eliminator, the first tear stain product to be formulated for dogs and cats. Angel's Eyes is a permanent solution to tear stains working from the inside out. Angel's Eyes is added to your pet's food or water, preventing the stain before it can begin. Angel's Eyes is perfectly safe to use. It is made in the USA of USA ingredients containing no dyes or wheat. Angel's Eyes is 100% guaranteed when used as directed. See for yourself. Go to www.angeleyesonline and check out the results. Angel's Eyes will have your pet going from tear to clear in no time at all. Genoflora for pets. A safe and effective probiotic formula for your furry four-legged family member. Genoflora for pets. Helps control yeast and candida. Strengthen the immune system. Improve digestion. Regulate bowel movements. Give your pet the gift of good health. Genoflora for pets. For more information, call toll-free 1-800-498-6640. That's 1-800-498-6640 for Geniflora. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang is here. Dr. Debbie answering your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, Vinnie Penn. Animal communicator, Joy Turner. Susan Sims, Bobby. Oh, by the way, Bobby has news about... Socks. Oh, good Poor news. Poor socks has bad passed. Bad news. Yeah, bad, bad news, news about socks. Uh, she has the details on the way. I believe the good news is that cat lived 18 or 20 years. Wow. All the details about the former presidential first cat on the way. Also, uh, Tom Gunderson. Is that his name? Tom no, Gun- this is Michael Coffin. No, on the way, we have Tom Gunderson. Okay, we have Tom Gunderson. He, did, uh, he was the dog trainer for the movie Hotel for Dogs. 
Boy, that must have been quite a task. <laughs> and who did you say we have now? We have Michael Coffin on the line. Hi, Mike. How are you doing? Very well. How are you folks? Very good. I've just been good. handed one of these pet emergency pocket guides that you put together. They are cool and needed. Uh, thank you. Thank you so much. Well, thank you for having me on your show today. This is, uh, I'm going to explain it. It looks like one of those little cheat sheet notepads that you had at school when you were a kid. <laughs> it, it's uh, it's probably the size of a hand, and it has... It's uh, one of the spiral bounded. And it has references for any kind of first aid that you might need on the go. And so I know for we pets. have a lot... Yeah, for pets. This That's is for right. pets, not not for humans. And it looks like it really covers not only cats and dogs, but pocket pets, too. Is that correct? Yes, but primarily it is a, a dog and cat guide because, uh, well, I mean, just a, a couple words of background. Um, we created this guide because after Katrina and after the 2006 uh, Pets Act that passed, we realized that there was a huge information void on what to do with respect to planning for an emergency that involves your pet uh, and an evacuation uh, because if, if you don't do some planning for it uh, it can get a little crazy when you're you're carrying it out and you will forget things a lot of people say hey i'll just uh, burn that bridge when i get to it but they can't do that it makes a huge difference a little bit of preparation goes an awfully long way especially when it applies to your pet because just like with a child they have special needs in terms of food and water and medication, bedding and toys and leashes and harnesses and things of that nature. You have to think about it in advance, and it doesn't take a lot of effort, but if you do it, it will make a meaningful difference later on. Being informed is the first thing, and if you know those first few minutes of how to handle something, this could be a lifesaver. And I'm very excited also about having the pet go kit uh, that you referenced in this thing um, as far as with the disaster planning. Oh, it makes me very happy to hear that we're going to get this out to people and get them ready for emergency. Ahead of time. Okay, I want to give some of these away. Where can we buy these? Well, uh, you can get them uh, from your favorite booksellers, of course. Uh, folks like Barnes & Noble online and Amazon.com, your local bookshops. You can also go to our website, informedguides.com. And for your listeners, we set up a, a promo code called Animal Radio, of course. And if they type that into their shopping cart when they order one, they'll get $2 off. Oh, a discount to Animal Radio listeners. And we will put this on the front of the Animal Radio website so you can get a couple dollars off on this pet emergency pocket guide if you're a driver. And chances are you may be. You may be a truck driver. If you're listening on XM, you may be do that for a living. You should have one of these little guides in your glove box here. It's perfect. I like the size of it. I like the fact that it truly is a pocket guide. You can put it in your purse, your glove compartment. It's real handy to carry around. Let's Let's give away 10 right now? Yes, let's do it. 1-866-405-8405. If you don't get through, head on over to Amazon.com. And, of course, we'll link to it right from the front of AnimalRadio.com. Michael, thanks so much for joining us today. And thanks for your hard work putting this together. Uh, thanks for having me on your show. We have more Animal Radio on the way. <laughs> Hi, this is Wendy Malik on Animal Radio. And do not forget, stay and neuter. Animal Radio, celebrating our connection with our pet, 1-866-405-8405. Dr. Debbie on the way, as well as Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. And uh, Bobby, what do you got coming up in the news? We're going to take a look at a recent bust. The Missouri State Humane Society rescued 150 dogs from a breeder. It wasn't the first time this breeder was busted. Have news, details coming up for you. And animal communicator Joy Turner is on the way. Would you like to talk to your pets? 
you know, they don't have to be in the present anymore. They could be on the other side. She can do this. You know, don't give me that funny look. I know you're looking down you're at scary. your radio right now, <laughs> you're huh? Scary. Yeah. <laughs> she can do it. She's up next. Do you want to talk to her? 1-866-405-8405 right now. Hey, very cool thing I want to tell you about on, on this uh, installment of Party Animal with your host, Vinny Penn. That's me. Yeah, I'm sure you animal lovers out there are well aware of this. But for those of you who aren't, I, I'm very excited to bring this to your attention. My sister and her children were visiting for the past two weeks, and they put their new dog, Ringo, in a video kennel. And they were able to log on every day and check on Ringo. Uh, the the camera was aimed right at me. I heard my nephews, Ricky and Jay, what? The Ringo's sleeping, Ma, look at Ringo sleeping. I mean, this is great for all of those people out there who still have a little bit of paranoia when it comes to, uh, you know, leaving the peppy. I, you know, all you do is have the kennel owner's words when you go back. I mean... The fact of the matter is, uh, kennels are, are fantastic. There's more than enough loving kennels out there. But every once in a while, you know, you hear your horror stories. There wouldn't be 2020 or primetime live without those kinds of horror stories. What would Barbara Walters do outside of the view? Uh, um, but it was great now. There was so much peace of mind. The boys were worried about the, the, the Ringo every day. And to be able to tune in in the morning and watch him in action, watch him chasing a ball, uh, was great. I mean, every day... They started off in a great mood, except for the day I had to explain to them what dry humping was and why Ringo was behaving in that manner. But uh, my sister Julie says they're going to resolve that issue as soon as they get home. Um, uh, but nonetheless, it, what a beautiful thing to be able to tune in and see him playing and log in and and uh, their video kennels. Uh, they live out in Nevada, out in Las Vegas. So you'd think... The boys would know about dry humping already, especially Ricky. He's 12 uh, and living in Vegas. Uh, but they've got to be all over. And if they aren't, they're definitely something that's going to be happening. Video kennels, it's peace of mind for a couple of dollars. Even if it's not a couple of dollars, it is peace of mind for your pet. Vinny Penn, Party Animal on Animal Radio. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. Ah, oh, those two windbags. Hey, Dr. Debbie's on the way to answer your medical questions. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard, might drop by the studios today and answer your questions. We have the experts for any questions you might have, including, right now, animal communicator Joy Turner. Hi, Joy. How are you doing? I'm marvelous, Hal. How is your world? Oh, it is splendid, even better right now. I want to tell anyone that's interested, if you want to learn more about Joy Turner, head on over to Joy Turner. Dot com And, of course, links to everything we talk about today's show at AnimalRadio.com. Joy, are you ready to go to the phones? I am. Hi, who's this? This is Brooke. Hi, Brooke. How are you doing? I'm doing really well. You're on with Joy. Hello there, Brooke. Hi, Joy. Can you tell me who you would like to talk with today? Actually, I'd like to talk with my duck. <laughs> Her okay. name is Lucy, and she's a four-year-old khaki duck. And she pretty much has free reign of the house. I, I think she thinks she's my little girl. <laughs> but I, I'm a really crafty person, and I was going through my closet, and I got out some things for Easter, and some of them were some little plastic eggs. And I had them in a basket, and I wasn't really paying attention to Lucy, and she went over and decided she was going to set on the eggs. Oh. And I, 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 was, I, was, 
I wanted to get the eggs from her, but every time I got near her, she got mad. So I was like, do you want some eggs of your own? Should I let you nest on your own eggs? Tell me yes. what you want. She said, actually, and sorry for interrupting here, but she's been saying ever since she started talking, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Even before you got the opportunity to say what you were thinking about being interested in, she keeps saying, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> now, does she, does she need them for the companionship? Does she want me to keep them and raise some more ducks with her? She said, well, yes. Not necessarily for the companionship. She says she really wants the experience because... She wants to back up a step. She says, first of all, she understands that she as a duck is what most people would really consider totally abnormal, and she really loves the fact that she is your daughter, and mm-hmm. she's a duck. She said she knows lots of dogs and cats, and those kinds of things are considered daughters, but ducks, it's very unusual to have a duck as a daughter. She's the sweetest thing in the world. Where does she go to the bathroom? Anywhere she wants to. Anywhere she wants, I bet. Have hardwood floors. (laughs) So she knows that this is unusual, and she so very much wants to tell you how much she appreciates that a duck can be your daughter. (laughs) And she says, now that that's said, she also wants to have um, what she considers kind of like regular duck experiences. Okay. And having eggs, laying eggs, hatching the eggs, having the babies. Those would be normal duck experiences, but she doesn't know what happens after she has the eggs, hatches the babies, grows the babies up to a certain point. She doesn't know what happens to those babies when they're not a daughter, when she's not a daughter. Right. right. So, like, if she was out in the wild, she wouldn't know what would happen. Do they all stay together? If so, then that would be it. If they go to different places, then that would be what she'd want. Okay. Okay. And I actually don't have that answer, so... I don't know. Do you know what happens to the ducks when they grow up? Actually, they, the mothers just kind of scat them away, just like deer do, and they just say, okay, I'm going to do this again, so you got to go out and find a mate and go make babies of your own. So now, they just kind of scatter them out. They do scatter out, but I understand there's some lucky ducks that get insurance commercials. <laughs> Isn't that true? Uh, Am I right? Stop I have now. seen that, Hal. <laughs> okay. So well, that's what she wants, Brooke. Okay, well, thank you so much. You're very welcome. Thanks for calling. 1-866-405-8405. Once again, joyturner.com is the website. You know, just when I thought I heard it all, (laughs) I'm listening to Animal Radio. (laughs) This is Animal Radio. Network. Fido Friendly Magazine. Perhaps you can do without it, but for kibble's sake, thinking a dog. At last, a voice for us traveling canines. Until now, few have taken mobile pooches seriously. After all, who appreciates warm shelter and a comfy bed more than a dog? Fido Friendly, the travel magazine for you and your dog. A quarterly guide to Fido Friendly accommodations in the United States and Canada. Because if Fido ain't happy, ain't nobody happy. Subscribe at FidoFriendly.com. Your dog will thank you. Radio 1-866-405-8405, celebrating our connection with our pets as we do every weekend. Thanks for joining us. How's your pet this weekend? Doing good? Furry. Furry? (laughs) 
fur. Very furry. The most fur on your dial is right here. I know that as a fact. And if you have a question about your dog, your cat, or as we heard earlier, uh, your uh, duck. <laughs> Seriously, Lucy the duck. Lucy, how cute is that? Was that her name, Lucy? Yes. It's very, yes, it was very adorable and cute. She needs a Desi. Yeah. Just not very sanitary. No, it isn't because, you know, you know they no. poop all over. They don't Thank use a you. Yeah. But, uh, you know, each to their own. Whatever pet you got, we want to hear from you. At one eight six six four zero five eight four zero five, coming up in the news, Bobby, is this true that I hear about socks? We have some sad, 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 sad news. Aww. Remember socks, the cat from the Clinton administration. Yes, yes. socks lost his battle with cancer oh. and recently had to be put down. And it's just so sad because everybody in the country remembers socks. Yes, and oh, we yeah. will have a, a statement from from Bill and Hillary about their kitty cat. And remember, she was uh, Betty Curry, uh, President Clinton's personal secretary, took socks after mm-hmm. the, yes. the Clinton's term and took care of his his cute little kitty. Now, how his old is, was was socks? I'm, I'm getting reports, and I'm still trying to verify this, because I'm getting between 18 and 20. Holy wow. and the AP, Yeah, AP says he would have turned 20 this spring. Yeah, see, and Reuters so. is reporting 128. I think that's all. That's, well, yeah, okay. I think that's in cat years, Hal. Yeah. Are, we, uh, are we ready to do the DNA breed identification test? This is the second test for Ladybug the Stunt Chihuahua. And, Hasn't uh, Jerry Springer called you yet with the no, answer to who's your daddy? Yet. No, we don't know. We, uh, I'm course, expecting to see you guys on that show any day. Any day now. We're waiting for their mm-hmm. call. Mm-hmm. Uh, we did this test once, a different brand name test, about a month, month and a half ago. It was longer Phil's than Phil's DNA in taxidermy. Yes, I believe that's what it was. <laughs> and uh, we got back results that said it wasn't even a chihuahua. I find that hard to believe. I still yeah, got was high. I got to try again. I want a second opinion. So uh, last yeah. week or a couple of weeks ago, when I was at that uh, big broadcast with Vlade, uh, got another one of these DNA breed identification tests, mm-hmm. and you're opening it. So we're gonna do another mouth swab. Do another one. This is uh, this is different. This just looks oh, it's like, like a, a Q-tip, like a cotton swab. And the other was like a little mini bottle brush with little bristles. Okay, oh, this see. one's soft. Do I do it the same way as I did last time? I don't know. You better read. Come on, Hal. You should be familiar it with says, taking DNA tests. customer information card. Let's skip that. Uh, keep food away from dog for at least one hour prior to collecting a sample. Has has the dog? Well, how long has she been, been eating? How long has it been since she vomited? Food came out that way. Does that mean? Yeah, I don't. With I don't oh, think that's Nice to share with everyone. Mm. Let's see. If sampling multiple dogs, be sure they're separated for more than one hour. Uh, Remove polyester tip from applicator sleeve. Rub and swirl swab firmly at least 10 seconds. Lather, rinse, repeat. (laughs) See, so you want to do this here? Sorry, I'm just trying to help. Thank you. Uh, I always get stuck in that uh, cycle, the lather, rinse, repeat cycle. I know, it doesn't say, and then stop, stupid. Okay, so I am... uh, (laughs) I am sticking the swab into Ladybug's mouth. She's actually chewing on it. Yeah, she likes it. She likes it, and I'm counting. She's a good baby. Ten seconds. Ten seconds. Yes. One, two, three. No wonder she's vomiting. Four. People are going to tune in and think this is Sesame Street. We're uh, taking Ladybug's (laughs) second DNA test. Nine. Little more. Seven. Let's go back to seven. Seven. Six. Eight. Five. What? 
Ten. Oh, ten. ten. <laughs> okay, do you think that's enough, Judy? I think we got it. Okay, I yeah. think we got enough DNA there. And then what do we do with this? I don't know. Put it, uh, back in. Put it in the container and Put seal it. it. Sleeve. Uh, allow swab to completely air dry for at least 30 minutes before returning oh. it to paper sleeve. Wow. You see, women. Okay, but what are you? Su- how are you supposed to store it while it's air drying? Yeah, prop it up somewhere. Like, don't lay it on a surface. Right. Oh, you're up. supposed to do both swabs. Repeat the swabbing process with a second swab. So what we'll do is we'll let this dry here. We're well, supposed to let this dry. Do I have another swab here? Okay, yes, you do. We'll let that dry, and we'll come okay. back and do the other one in just a, a few minutes there. Okay, How wait. exciting. Isn't this, this is uh, 10 minutes yes. of your life you'll never get back as we retest. Courtesy of Hal. Yes, thanks. <laughs> uh, we do have giveaways coming up. We have the pocket giveaways, these little emergency handbooks. Is that what they are, Yeah, Jim? it's a pocket guide for emergencies with animals. And that's coming up. We have dozens cool. of those, as well as the author, all right here on Animal Radio. Don't go anywhere. Welcome back to Animal Radio, Hal and Judy. And, of course, Vlade, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. How you doing, Vlade? I'm doing wonderful, guys. Thank you so much. And uh, I would like to get my famous intro. It's a rough world out there, son. It's dog eat dog. All right, you ready? What? Please listen. Now, your host on Animal Radio, Vlade, the Russian dog <laughs> wizard, the man behind the system and the phenomenon of the dog world. He's widely known as an international star in the dog training field. The former KGB dog trainer, Vlade, can turn the most notorious canines from around the world into loving companions. When Vlade speaks, everyone Listens. <laughs> Sorry. Yes, <clears throat> when the Vladi speaks, everybody's listening because when the, uh, Vladi talks the truth, just the truth, and his method works. I pr- I proved myself uh, by turning most unruly canines all over the world in five countries around the world, and I do speak many languages, basically five, and one of them is canine language, which wow. I is a, which I'm a very very fluent, which I learned from my absolutely mute and deaf dog trainer mentor from Russia, who explained me by means of uh, f- uh, finger pointing and noises. We humans have. Everything for successful communication to the dog beside the tail. So if you have a dog who is taking you for a walk, bark nonstop, digging in your backyard, your backyard looks like after expedition or, you know, growling, barking, peeing, pooping, let me, former Soviet KGB dog trainer, to help you <laughs> out. I am Vladi. Call us at 866 405 8405. Now, Judy actually does the same thing to keep me in line as she uses loud noises and finger pointing, too. So it does work. Hi, who is this? Um, Stephanie. Hi, Stephanie. How you doing? I'm great. You're on with Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. I know. That's so awesome. I can't believe it. Stephanie, I love you. Thank you for calling me. You know, I will take a charge. I'm the alpha male is here, okay? So right. I, I will ask you. You, It's going to be like KGB, you know, questionnaire. I ask you, you give me honest answers, okay? So go okay. ahead, my dear. We have a lot of beaches, and we can take a lot of dog walks. And even though I have control uh, of my dogs, what do I do when there's, there's two big dogs that get in a dog fight? How do you break up a dog fight okay. without getting beat uh, up? 
Tell me, please, what, what the dog you have, male, female, age? I have um, one female big mix with a little bit of a bulldog. Um, he is four, and then I have a girl that is um, boxer. Mm -hmm. That is one and a half. And are you talking about the fights between another dogs or between your dogs? Well, actually, we'll start with my dogs because they're together a lot, and sometimes they fight over toys. Okay. And after that, whole pack is fighting. But if we're fighting like play fight, not really serious. Am I right? No, no stitches, no vis... Go ahead. No, I'm talking about where there's skin wounds and blood. Okay. That's bad. Uh, if your dogs are fighting in your home or just somewhere in the public place? It's in, in my home. It happened the other day over a tennis ball. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Stephanie. I was just... Mm -hmm. Go ahead. You know, I had to break Go it ahead. up. Okay. How are you breaking them up? Well, um, I normally grab on to the male dog because he's bigger, his tail. Mm -hmm. And I pulled back because every time I put my hand in there, I lose a finger or two. Yeah, okay. So Let's, that's um, you know, be careful. Time. I would not do that. Uh, do you have, so you've got male and female, am I right? Yes. Okay. So for, this is the good news because okay. normally females and males, it's fine. I know you can say it's some type of, you know, sometimes stitches and such and such, but it's never could get to the point that, you know, you can say just forget it. Let's us read from one of the dog. And, um, um, so, I need to ask you a lot of time, and I really, really, because we are in uh, limited time, so I do the best that I can. So what I would do in this situation first, I would do some small investment to get two metal crates. Okay? okay, and I'm going to put them next to each other. I know it's some money involved, but I would do that. I would put two crates to each other, like side by side. Sure. I also will have something under, like a blanket or something underneath, or I like the dog beds, which specially designed right. to go inside. And I'm gonna rotate those dog be beds frequently. I'm going to keep my dogs in three positions. Position number one. Always under my supervision, inside of my house. Position number two, always under my supervision in my backyard, if you have one. And uh, when I can't, I will put them in the crates for a while, for two weeks. I will keep them in that, on that schedule. You know, do you have a kids? Yes. Okay, I would like to understand the philosophies behind. I would like both of your kids, which is canine kids now, would be both of them in trouble. In other words, you are, you are going to set up the system where both dogs will think they are in trouble. So when you know, as the mom, when both of your kids are in trouble, they're becoming friends with each other because both of them equally in trouble. Right now, there is not the right time to figure out who is the boss, who is the alpha female or alpha male and try to reward uh, one dog or reward another dog according to their rank, some, what some uh, behaviorists or trainers will suggest. Because first of all, the dogs don't care about who you will decide as the alpha because you are not the leader. You are not the one who is entitled to tell them who is the boss, who is the not. So I would, yes, right now both of them down in hierarchy and you are up. It can be achieved just as the result of the solid obedience training. I'm going to send to you um, my obedience for life dog training uh, system on DVD. And yes, I and I, you, 
just just get uh, when we get done just uh, give your address to the jury and uh, i would like you to implement that system of rules structures never give your dogs any commands you cannot enforce always reinforce your commands and never repeat yourself remember dogs fight about three things human attention toys and food i want to make sure no raw hides no compress or whatever raw hides on the floor i would i would no food quality type of the toys just maybe um things which are not really um like to fight about um i would have uh, uh, always them under supervision now i would strike at the first if i see any signs one dog approaching to another and some toys or whatever it is uh one approaching to another i would use your Remember I mentioned, if you were on the show, um, if you were hearing the previous caller, if you don't, um, I would suggest to get a compressed air device from the bicycle oh, store. Yeah, it's CO2 yeah. for, for, for inflating tire. I would make the sound, move for ah, and push the button very quickly to, because remember, in the dog training, Stephanie, like in the real, in the real life, if you are one second, if you are missing one second, you are one second away from the disaster. But I would teach you dog tolerate one in another i would do obedience for life i'd put the one dog in the crate work with another one and after work with another one and another one in the crate and so on this is that's what they very shortly would would be my 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 description i would not take them to the beach right now i would mm-hmm. work in them i want to make sure for a couple of weeks i don't have a fight in this home it's a very good question it would require me a little bit more time so i would love to help you when i will be in the newport beach all right, now I have a question for you. These crates, does it work for kids too? <laughs> uh, some woman wants to put the husband, you know, in the crate. Uh, that you know, sounds like fun. One eight six six four zero five eight four zero five. If you want to talk to the world famous Russian dog wizard, that would be Vlade, of course. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at animalradio.com. Log on, learn more. Okay, time to check out that website I heard about, www.safeguardfordogs.com. There it is. Hi, I'm Don. The virtual host is a nice touch. It looks like these links and videos cover everything a dog owner might want to know about intestinal worm infections and how to prevent them. Hmm, here's a savings coupon for Safeguard K90 Wormers and even an online reminder service. Better bookmark this one, www.safeguardfordogs.com. When I went looking for a quality, allergen-free dog food for Roscoe, a friend told me about canine caviar. Being a born skeptic, I examined every ingredient and, most importantly, made sure it drove our dog's taste buds crazy. Here's the lowdown. Canine caviar is holistic, allergen-free, with raw dehydrated meats, herbs, fish oil, and flaxseed for health and joint support. Good food for Roscoe from a company I can trust. Ask your pet store for canine caviar. Learn more at caninecaviar.com. Listen to the news. Two dogs rescued from a locked car. Emergencies can happen anywhere, anytime. They can even affect your pets. In other news, a local policeman saved a cat today. Being prepared and knowing what to do can be the difference between life or death for you and your pets. The same Red Cross you know and trust is the leader in pet first aid preparation and education. Look for dog or cat first aid guidebooks with details. DVDs online at redcrossstore.org or contact your local Red Cross chapter for more information. The Red Cross is helping protect our pets. Hi, I'm Jay Moore, and as a sports fan, I can tell you there's nothing quite better than spending a day in the park playing catch with a beautiful lady. Like Shirley, my dog. Listen, adopt a pet. They are the most loyal companions 
you will ever have. Visit Pets911.com or call 1-888-PETS-911. Hooray! For more information, go to Pets911.com. Proud to be a partner of Animal Radio. Another squeaky toy. Huh? I don't know where a squeaky toy is. There's so many dogs around here. It's Animal Radio. one 405 You would think we'd have enough squeaky toys for all the studio animals, but apparently... She wants that one, though. Yes, I yeah. know. <laughs> They're very demanding that way. In my hot little hands, the pet emergency guidebook. And I'm going to be giving away a few in just a couple of minutes here. And I'm learning the four mistakes that can contribute to an emergency... Before you see Dr. Debbie, you want to know how to get your animal to the hospital. Uh Waiting too long to take your pet to the vet could be one of the four signs, one Mm -hmm. of the four mistakes. I see it all the time, yep. Giving your pet over-the-counter human medication. That's another thing. Mm -hmm. You don't want to do that. Uh-huh. Never share your medicine with them. They may be taking the same medicine, but it's it's for animal dosages. Yes, it's different. Uh, never regularly visiting the vet. You're not going to nip those illnesses in the bud like you should. Make sure you do a little preventative maintenance. It may cost you a little more right now, but it will save you in the long run. And if you're not providing basic behavioral training for your pet, this can actually add to your emergency. All of this is mm-hmm. listed in the Pet Emergency Pocket Guide. We'll be giving away a few. And you can also get these guides $2 off at AnimalRadio.com. I think they're, what are they, sixteen ninety five. I think so. So a couple dollars off. It's all at AnimalRadio.com. The whole gang is here answering your questions. Dr. Debbie is talking to, do we have John on the phone? Yes, we do. Hi, John. Hi, how are you? Very good. The doctor's here. Hello. Hello. I have a question about my Maltese. Okay, what do you got going on there? Well, he's eight years old. I've had him since he was, you know, basically a new, pretty much a newborn. Uh, lately, he's been, like, biting. He bites me and he bites other people. Uh, he used to be so well-trained that when I would uh, want him to go into his uh, cage, I could just click my fingers and point, and he'd go right in, no problem. He was like a perfect dog. About well, four good. months ago, we got another puppy. We got a half uh, Shih Tzu and half Maltese, and at first he would have nothing to do with the puppy. And now they're just best of friends. I mean, they play, but he won't bite that puppy. But he has bitten me just two weeks ago. He bit me, I mean, deep into my fingers. Uh, when mm-hmm. I came home, he's all excited to see me. I picked him up, pet him for a while, and then, boom, he, he just, for no reason, he lashes out. Okay. Now, in, is there ever any kind of context? Is there food around? Is the other dog around when these things are happening? No, there doesn't have to be. And my fiance, she's been here, and like she'll get up to go in another room, and uh, she really loves him, and he'll just take off and bite her on the heel. So she's he going actually like from one one room to the other. Oh, okay, all right. Yeah. And um, as far as for the other dog, um, how how is that dog in the home? Is there any kind of uh, there's no kind of aggression issues between the two doggies? No, the the two doggies. I mean, they just play wonderfully, and he never bites the puppy. The eight year old Maltese. He he really likes the new dog that we have, and uh, mm-hmm. they they're really great companions. And and but the Maltese that's eight years old, the one that's biting now, I have a lot of concerns about it. I mean, he's changed so much. He was biting before we had the puppy. He was uh, okay. Yeah, was he was biting before we had the puppy. It wasn't the fact that we brought the puppy home. 
he was doing it anyway, but not me. He would never bite me. He would nip at other people, but never me. Now he's biting me. Oh. All right. Well, there's definitely, you know, if we're not dealing with something where he's showing protective behaviors for this new little fella, then for a dog that's never really had this behavior and we start to develop this later on in life, I really want to go the medical route here and, and look for some common causes of for a pet kind of lashing out w- with intermittent aggression, if you will. Right. Um, so I, I really would look hard and fast at some orthopedic problems. And sometimes we'll look at things along the back, disc disease, because it can be an intermittent type thing. And sometimes it could be, you know, either positional. So, so when you like pick them up, it may be fine on, you know, nine out of 10 occasions. But on that one occasion, if something just kind of pinches in the wrong way with very minimal activity, that could elicit a kind of a aggressive bout. And, you know, it might not be you so much that he's turning to, but you're just, you know, involved with the painful experience. A back problem is definitely something I look at pretty seriously if we're having intermittent aggression. Now, the other big thing that I'll look at is going to be vision. Because a lot of dogs, as their vision goes, if we're dealing with cataracts or retinal disease, we can have some problems in, in kind of seeing the surroundings and filtering their world. So we can have problems that kind of get them confused, and then our reactions are totally unpredictable with those. So um, I would definitely want to do a really good ocular exam on him and, and see what his responses are. There are some other things that I might look at. Um, believe it or not, seizures in some dogs can manifest with some aggression problems. Um, so that would be one thing that we'd be talking about is, you know, um, are some of these episodes, um, is it something that we might interpret as a seizure or kind of something leading up to the feeling of a seizure that some pets have? Um, so that would definitely be something as well. So I guess we can always go back to the, is this something that I'd say I would give up on him yet I, I'd like to give him the benefit of the doubt that you know right. maybe there's something maybe aging related we really need to look into a bit more um, mm-hmm. you know before we say he's just an irritable fella and you know he's he's, yeah. he's not social anymore I, I I'd see about that and uh, you know see if we can find something we might be able to work with because if it's something as simple as you know getting him on an arthritis medicine wow mm-hmm. you know if that helps him become a happier healthier fella that's you know more fun to have around the house then that's a win-win right. for everybody Right. Well, that makes sense, and uh, you hit on some key points there because I've been thinking that his vision isn't as good because down. Sometimes mm-hmm. he doesn't pick up on it right away. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, definitely. I, I will make an appointment with the vet and get him in this week, then. That sounds good. Okay. Well, let us know if they find anything, and, and uh, you know, hopefully it's something something good that we can work with. Thank you much for your call. 1-866-405-8405. We're going to finish up that DNA test for Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua. I have pet emergency pocket guides to give away the whole show. In fact... I'm going to give one to the next caller. How's that sound? Okay. Uh, we That's awesome. Well, they're, they're great. They're, they, they're for dogs. They're for cats. They're for pocket pets, smaller pets like ferrets. It has a quick reference of first aid, a glossary, spay and neuter information, planning uh, for uh, travel or a disaster evacuation. These cute little guides. And you can get a couple of dollars off, by the way, on these by heading over to AnimalRadio.com and uh, looking on the front page. There's a little picture of it. Order it from there. Let's uh, head on over to the phones. I believe we have Elise on the phones. Hi, Elise. How are you doing? Okay. How are you? Good. I'm going to give you one of these pet emergency pocket guides just for calling and listening to Animal Radio today, okay? Thank you so much. And I think you're you're calling about a ferret. Is that correct? That is correct. Uh, we have a ferret about uh, two years now. 
don't know how old he was when we got him, and uh, all of a sudden he just looks like a bag of bones. Uh, he seems happy, he bounces around, he eats like uh, everything, but he's squawning. Very skinny fella, huh? Well, I, Elise, I love ferrets. They're one of my favorite critters to, to see here at the office. So um, I, I just adore them. They're a lot of fun, but they are challenging because they do have some weird things that come up. And um, I know you said everything sounds like it's going along normal, but I'm going to kind of probe a little bit deeper here. You said you've had him two years. Okay, now, what is, he, what, what is he eating? What kind of food are you feeding? Usually the Marshall's ferret food. Okay, or any so quality try. ferret food from the uh, pet store. Okay, good. And as far as when he's running and playing, do you ever see any kind of problems with his mobility? Does he ever seem tired out or weak? I don't see him all the time. He uh, He's in my son's room 100%, but whenever I've seen him, he's just bouncing around, happy, just kidding. Okay. You know? All right. Well, the challenging thing is if I could put my little hands on him right now, there's a couple things that I would be doing. One is in any ferret, but particularly in a younger ferret, if we see them losing weight, we want to feel around and we actually check for the possibility that they might have eaten something that could be causing a problem. And I've seen ferrets eat anything from erasers um, to plastic toys to, gosh, you name it. Um, they are very uh, attracted to some different types of soft, rubbery things. So in a younger ferret that's losing weight, even if they're not even having outward signs, I'm going to look for some kind of foreign object. And in some cases, they can even develop hairballs to the size of an obstruction, and that can uh, affect their food absorption and uh, you know their ability to eat enough for what they, they need. Now, if I'm looking at an older ferret, there's going to be some other things that I would look at, and they are, um, unfortunately, very prone to some different types of aging diseases, some cancers. Um, some weight loss-related issues, I would look at the problem with the pancreas that's called insulinoma. And this is something that I would um, pretty easily check. I would, uh, you know, get him into my office. We would ask him to not eat for maybe four hours, which for a ferret is, you know, a long time because those guys are grazing constantly. Um, but we would check a blood sugar, and that helps to see if we might have a possibility with an insulinoma, which causes low blood sugar readings. And that in ferrets can be something that can cause not only weight loss, but some other signs such as uh, muscle weakness or troubles with the back legs or even some diarrhea. Um, then there's some other types of older diseases, which, you know, not to scare you, but, you know, this is where a good thorough veterinary exam is really important because we also look for types of things like lymphoma, which is a type of a cancer that ferrets somehow just love to get. So those kind of things, I would be putting my fingers on them and feeling and looking, and we might even see about doing, like I said, the blood work or even an x-ray to kind of check those things out. Um, but a skinny ferret is not a healthy ferret, even if on the outside he's telling you that by his actions. So I definitely you know, get the little critter checked out and, and see what we can come up with. Okay, so bring him to the vet is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And then I would say, you know, be alert to those things as far as his appetite, um, making sure that when you feed him, he eats it. Um, watch his bowel movement so you can give a, you know, a kind of educated report as far as like in the last week, this is what he's been doing in his poops. Here's a fresh sample of the poop so the veterinarian can see that. And then um, that, that may help kind of steer the conversation. And then, um, you know, just be prepared. You know, I'd uh, read up a little bit about the insulinoma and the lymphoma because those are really big ferret issues. 
issues that we do see in the older categories and, uh, you know, be armed with information. That is the best thing I can tell you because ferrets, they are a lot of fun, but they do kind of have their little eccentricities when it comes to health things. Um, but I got to say, they are the, the best to, to watch. Uh, you probably enjoy watching the antics, uh, I imagine. They're a riot. They're hysterical. But, uh, you know, I love all the animals. We have dogs, we have a cat, we have the ferret, you know. We're just, uh, you know, the zoo of Pennsylvania. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's what we love, people who love animals. So thank you so much for your call, Elise. Give us a call here at Animal Radio, 1-866-405-8405. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. This is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay and neuter your animal. Spay or neuter. Let me say that again. You don't want to do both. Spay or neuter. Let me say it again. Can I do that? You can do whatever you want. Oh, God bless. I'm going to try it one more time. Hi, this is Jane Lynch on Animal Radio. Please spay or neuter your animal. I love it. You do so good early in the morning. I, my <laughs> I'm so caffeinated right now, can I tell you? I'm yeah. barely holding it together. Uh, you're awesome. <laughs> This is an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The Associated Press reports the Humane Society of Missouri rescued 150 dogs from a breeder near Seneca. The group says they rescued dogs from the alleged puppy mill who had no food and frozen water in their dishes. Humane Society also reported rescuing a Bengal tiger from the the facility. I'm going to just try this all over again because apparently I can't say facility, but I can say trajectory. Okay. From the beginning? Okay. <laughs> Put that on the outtake reel. Yeah. That's our Christmas Stop it. Oh, yeah, for the year and Christmas party. Thank you. Okay, here it comes. This is an Animal Radio News Update brought to you by Simple Solution. I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. The Associated Press reports the Humane Society of Missouri rescued 150 dogs from a breeder near Seneca. The group says they rescued the dogs from the alleged puppy mill who had no food and frozen water in their dishes. The group also reported rescuing a Bengal tiger from the substandard breeder who had been the subject of a raid two years ago. The tiger was taken to the Springfield Zoo while the dogs and puppies were taken to St. Louis for treatment and a custody hearing coming up this month. Sad news, the passing of Socks the Cat after a battle with cancer was recently announced. The former first cat would have turned 20 this spring, and he was being cared for uh, by President Clinton's secretary, Betty Curry, ever since the end of Clinton's term. In a statement, Bill and Hillary Clinton said, quote, Socks brought much happiness to Chelsea and us over the years and enjoyment to kids and cat lovers everywhere, end quote. Socks, you may or may not know, inspired television shows, books, and even a series of stamps in the Central African Republic. You go, kitty. Thank you. It's a good socks, kitty. Yeah. <laughs> up up in the great north, Wisconsin resident Sherry Shirley did what she normally does every morning. She opened her front dog door to let her dog inside. But last weekend, instead of her dog, a full-grown goat jumped into the woman's oh. western home. Whoa. <laughs> the Madison Capital Times said the goat busted in, ate a freshly baked chocolate cake, and broke some dishes. They did say, however, no charges would be leveled against the goat's owner. Local police captain Molly Sabluski said, quote, It was an unfortunate circumstance. I feel sorry for the lady, but it is kind of funny. End quote. (laughs) I'm Bobby Hill for Animal Radio. Get more breaking animal news at AnimalRadio.com. 
This has been an Animal Radio News Update, brought to you by Simple Solution with a tip for pet messes. For liquid spills or urine stains, blot up the excess by starting on the outside of the stain, then move toward the center of the affected area. This will prevent the stain from spreading. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe, this is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And the whole gang is here. Bobby Hill with your news in just a few minutes. Uh, Dr. Debbie with your medical answers. Vladi, the world-famous Russian dog wizard. Oh, shh, be very, very quiet. Ladybug, the stud chihuahua, is asleep. And she's a little under the weather today, isn't she? She just threw up a few minutes yeah, ago. I don't know what that's about. Thanks for sharing that, Hal. Yeah, well, you know, I just, I want you to know. I want you to know about... Ladybug the stunt chihuahua, of course, who is, uh, we still don't know if she has any chihuahua whatsoever. The last DNA test we did said no chihuahua. And we find that hard to believe. And at the Global Pet Expo two weeks ago, I picked up one of these DNA breed identification tests. Another one. We'll do another one today. Uh, Of course, we have about $60. uh, Monopoly money yes, up for yes. grabs here at Animal Radio. Yeah, it's Radio. our story, and we're sticking to it. Yeah, you got it there. <laughs> Who's on the phone? We have a pretty cool guest in just a second. Who is that, Judy? We have oh. uh, upcoming on the show. We have Tom Gunderson. He's a professional animal trainer, and he worked on that uh, movie that was just came out, The Hotel for Dogs, among many others in his past. Oh, working with lots of dogs. That yes. must have been fun. There's a lot in that cool. movie. And uh, what do you got coming up in the news, Bobby? Well, speaking of the movies, you know, the Oscars were just a couple of weeks ago. Uh I have for you a couple of award winners given to the movie industry by the American Humane Association. Details and titles coming up in the news. Ooh, all today on Animal Radio. Let's uh, move to line one. Hi, Tom. Tom Gunderson joining us. Hi, how are you guys? Very well. Where are you? I'm doing great. Where are you? Where am I? Oh, I'm in a little tiny town called Aguadulce, which is just a little bit north of Los Angeles. Yes. Uh, about a 45-minute drive. Up near Tippy Hedren's place in Acton. Huh? Exactly. Yeah, oh, exactly. Yes. Yeah. That's a good place to train dogs, and I imagine you have a, a lot of dogs that you're training out there, huh? Yeah, I have uh, nine dogs at my place right now, um, but I also have another menagerie. I have, uh, I have uh, horses, I have monkeys, uh, porcupines. Wow. African porcupines, uh, serval of fox, uh, a lot of reptiles, including three alligators. Well, you had Hal at monkey. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, you had me at serval, because so few people know what a serval is. Isn't that like a cat? Yeah, it's they look just African like a cheetah, only smaller. Hmm. Yeah. So the, the dogs that you have there now, are they being trained? Yeah, I mean, they're all being trained to various degrees. Uh, some do movie work, and some do educational outreach. And how many dogs did you train for a hotel for dogs? That must have been a mess. I worked the chef team, the, the, the chef character. I had three dogs. They were all brothers. Um, two were full brothers, and uh, one was a half-brother. How many dogs were there on that flick? You know, we had, I think, close to 60 dogs wow. on that movie. How many trainers were involved? Um, probably about... 35 to 40, I imagine. Wow. That's cool. That's a movie in itself right there. (laughs) Yeah. It's the biggest one I've ever worked on as far as number of trainers and number of dogs. How do you get uh, 60 dogs to hit their mark? Well, that's the trick, really. I mean, the the hardest part isn't so much getting the the dogs to hit their marks as getting the uh, trainers to cooperate and and, because we're all trying to vie for position behind the camera, next to the camera, and, and there's only so much space on a movie set. How long does it take for you to film a movie like that? You know, I think we were filming for uh, a couple months, but we were in prep for two and a half, maybe three months. 
It takes a long time to do something like that. Yeah, there were a lot of behaviors, a lot of complicated behaviors that the dogs had to do. And then you throw in the added complication of uh, them having to get along together and, uh, and also deal with one dog just being there doing his thing and another dog doing something totally different and not distracting each other. Of course. Yeah, all kinds of distractions going on. I would be distracted. If I was an actor, I wouldn't be able to act because I'd be watching the dogs. Exactly. You-, you know, the, the, other tar- the other really hard part about something like that, and this happens on a lot of movies, and, and you might not know this, but we have to groom our dogs every single day to make them look like a million dollars before we get them in front of the uh, camera. And in, and in Hollywood, it's not all glitz and glamour. There's a lot of work that goes into that. And so... Uh, you know, we, it, it, something you might not realize is we had, because I had three dogs playing that one part, I had to get them to look identical with grooming and uh, makeup. We had to do some uh, some dyeing on the dogs <laughs> yeah. to get them to look identical. Is that common that makeup is used? Yeah, absolutely. Really? Mm-hmm. In a big feature like that, you bet. Wow. Have they, so they have the same markings, same spots, everything identical. Yep. How long did it take that, you to learn you. learn all of this? Oh, it's an ongoing process. I still, I only know a fraction of what I think I should know. Uh, but, you know, I, I went to uh, Moorpark College, and I uh, got a degree in exotic animal training and management, and I graduated in 89 there, and then I went down to the San Diego Wild Animal Park, trained elephants for three years, and then in 92, got into this business, and uh, I've been here ever since. Wow. If somebody wants to head the direction you're heading, what do you suggest? What words of wisdom, pearls of wisdom would you give them? You know, you have to have a lot of patience, and it has to be more than just um, an interest in animals or even just a passion for, for working with animals. You really have to make it your lifestyle. It, it can't just be a job or an occupation. It really has to be a little more above and beyond all that. And with that comes uh, a serious commitment to what I feel, um, that you have to take the animals home. I have all these animals living at my house so that I can develop a relationship with them, and uh, and I really, you know, it gets tough sometimes with scheduling. When you have animals in your house, you're always going to have messes to clean up. You always have to groom them. And, um, you know, one thing I, I might want to point out, you know, I, I have a Swiffer Sweeper. I have uh-huh. actually a couple of them. <laughs> In my house, not and they trying to come plug in. it, but they yeah. Can just we get work. Swiffer on the phone yeah. here? We want to get some money out of this. Well, they, it actually comes in very handy, and that's something you know. I have uh, some simple grooming tools that I keep on hand, mm-hmm. um, and I do all that myself. I do all the training, all the grooming myself, and then I have to clean up after the animals. Well, then you must have some great ideas for saving some money. Absolutely. You know, you might not realize this, but the average American spends about 40 to $65 a month per dog on professional grooming uh, services. Mm-hmm. And they could probably save more than $700 a year if they just groom the, themselves at home. And, um, you know, I spent $30 on a very simple little uh, collection of tools. I have um, a rake, which is uh, a type of uh, comb. I have a paddle brush, a pair of scissors and some nail clippers, and then uh, the Swiffer Sweeper is nice for picking up everything because it's, it's a two-in-one tool, really. I mean, yeah. I use the dry claws for picking up the pet hair, and the wet claws I switch to when I have little muddy footprints. And and I've had these tools for, gosh, over 10 years. And plus, there's so many places around that, you know, it's bring your dog in and do the grooming yourself. Is there? That's so much more affordable. Can you do that? Can, are there self-grooming uh, places? Oh, yeah. You can do it all yourself right there in their shop. Because in case, in case you have a condo or something, or you have, you know, a very large dog and a very small workspace, these places make it so much easier for you to do exactly what Tom said. 
Do the grooming yourself. Save some money. Oh, I like that yes. idea. I wonder where you find some of them. I mean, go online and find self-service dog washes. Is that what mm-hmm. you'd look up? Sure. I like that. I'm going to have to do that. Duh, hell, I don't think duh. it's quite the same as where you take your car. Oh. <laughs> no, no, no. You can't ride through, although those are my favorites. We're with Tom Gunderson. He is the professional animal trainer and uh, groomer for the film Hotel for Dogs. And uh, quite an accomplishment doing that film. What do you got on the horizon? What are you working on right now? You know, things are really slow right now um, because of uh, the contract negotiations going on with SAG and, and the producers. Oh, yeah. We don't really know, you know, what's... I've heard that there are some things on the horizon, but uh, I haven't been given any titles. Okay. So I'm kind of holding, hanging in there, you know. Is there a website where we could learn more about you, what you do? Yeah, I actually have some tips that are going to be posted on uh, Swiffer.com. Okay. Swiffer. I get the underlying Swiffer theme there. We'll have to get the uh, Swiffer contact. (laughs) Or at least some product. Come on. Tom, we appreciate you spending time with us today. Well, I appreciate you having me on. Thank you so much. Very good. AnimalRadio.com. You'll find links to everything you've heard on today's show. More Animal Radio on the way. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Ever dream of a home free from pet stains and odors? Haven't we all? Now defending your dream is easier with Simple Solution Stain and Odor Remover. The new and improved Rapid Response Formula works faster and better at complete and permanent stain removal. This new bacterial and enzyme formula is more powerful and more effective for those tough pet stains like urine, feces, and vomit. Your dream is our reality. Simple Solution products are available at pet specialty stores nationwide. Hi, I'm Vladi. Let me introduce to you the new concept to the real pet food, AFS. AFS is a true miracle meal. All natural ingredients, 100% complete and balanced. No artificial flavors, no coloring, no fillers, no gluten, and absolutely no preservatives. Discover what the magic of the real meat can do for your pet's health. Visit AnimalFood.com. Every once in a while, there comes along a special group of animal lovers that stands strongly in defense of the voiceless. Animal People is that newspaper for people who really care about the animals. Animal People is published ten times yearly. The publisher is a nonprofit corporation dedicated to exposing the existence of cruelty to animals and to informing and educating you so that animal lovers worldwide can eliminate such cruelty. Your subscription is $24 a year and is 100% tax deductible. Get Animal People's fair and accurate investigative reporting from the industry watchdog. Visit our website at www.animalpeoplenews.org. That's www.animalpeoplenews.org to subscribe to the news for people who care about animals. Animal People. Subscribe today at www.animalpeoplenews.org. Celebrating our connection with our pets from all across the globe. This is Animal Radio. And here are your hosts, Hal Abrams and Judy Francis. And welcome back. Hey, thanks for coming back. You look great today. You and your pet just sitting there by the radio. We love that kind of listener. And we want to hear from you at one 405 8405. Just a couple of seconds away, we're going to do the uh, second DNA. This will actually be the third DNA test <laughs> on Ladybug the Stunt Chihuahua to find out exactly what she is. We still don't know. And of course, there's Big Bet 
Well, Monopoly money. Monopoly, yes. But I mentioned that right there. I'm going to take it. I, I feel think. like we need a drum roll about this time. <laughs> I, I really do, but not until we get the results. It will be back in two weeks, and I have a few of these tests to give away. We'll do that this hour. So do you want to go ahead and... Uh, for the test. We, uh, we're doing the DNA breed identification test. If you're new to Animal Radio, we're testing the Studio Stunt Chihuahua. We, uh, well, you got her. You uh, adopted her under the guise that she was a Chihuahua. We're finding yeah. out slowly that there's no Chihuahua in her system whatsoever. We think it's uh, maybe a mistake in the last DNA test. We don't know. It's better we'll to see. Have, yeah. I'll be officiate, officiating over this one, so we'll be watching. Well, now, you suggested blood last time, that we take yeah. blood. We're going to go with the swab one more time. We found one at uh, the Global Pet Expo from Biopet Vet Lab, and uh, we'll give away a few in just a couple of seconds. Their website, biopetvetlab.com. You can call them at 866-883-7389. Now, they've given us two swabs. We're supposed to do two different tests and samplings a half hour apart. There you go, Judy. There's the swab. And Ladybug, unfortunately, is asleep. So this will be a shock to her. But uh, Rude awakening. <laughs> she actually chews on the swab, so it isn't horrible. And Judy is taking the swab, putting it in her mouth up against her cheek, and she's rubbing it around for ten, nine. Got loose. Got loose. Eight. Cooperation factor. Anyway, she's rubbing it around the inside of the uh, her uh, chin. Or not her chin. Inside her, her, her cheek. cheek. Yeah, between rather. her gum and her cheek. And we take this sample now. We're supposed to let it dry, air dry for a half hour, and then we put it back and mail it in. We'll have results in two weeks. Would you like to do this with your animals? one 405 8405 I'll give away uh, one and just... Uh, can we do that now? Yes, let's Okay, do well, that. let's do it now. Hi, who's this? Oh, hi, this is Bertha. Hi, Bertha. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. Where are you? I am in northern Wisconsin, way up by the UP border by Lake Superior. I hear it in your voice, eh? Yeah, you do. <laughs> the Uper accent. What do they call it? What kind of accent? It's a Uper accent Uper. for UP, the UP of Michigan. Oh, I'll have to remember that, a Uper accent. <laughs> yeah. I'm always learning something. Now, do you know what kind of dog you got? No, I don't. We got her from a shelter. Uh-huh. Actually, we got her from a shelter in Tennessee. What did they tell you she was? Uh, they told us she was a Chihuahua Terrier. Mm. And as she grew up, she looked less and less like a Chihuahua, huh? Yeah, she's she's not real big. We think she might be um, Skipper Key and Terrier, but we're not sure. Oh. And she's got all sorts of really you know interesting things. She likes to um, to mostly bury stuff. She's a stasher. Okay. Ah, I have one of those. Yeah. They Do told you? Me, well, they told me it was a Chihuahua, but it's not. Oh, okay. But we're retesting. This yeah. will be our second test here to find out if Ladybug, the studio stunt chihuahua, has any chihuahua in her whatsoever. <laughs> but for you, I'm going to give you a DNA breed identification test from Biopet Vet Lab. I need you to report back to me in about a month or so and let me know what the results are, okay? That would be wonderful. Okay, hang tight for one second. Thanks for listening to Animal Radio. You're welcome. You're listening to Animal Radio. You can learn more at AnimalRadio.com. Log on. Learn more. Vinnie Penn, party animal, coming at you on Animal Radio. Today, a very important topic, naming your pet. Now, I'm an Italian. I don't know if you can ascertain that from the Vinnie thing. And Penn is an abbreviation of a very long Italian name that I can't get into here. 
But when it comes to Italians, Italians have a very interesting way of nicknaming. If you're obese, your nickname is tiny. Uh, That might be standard ethnicity notwithstanding. Interestingly enough, though, if your name is Frank, we're big on alliteration, we Italians, so your nickname might just be Fat Frank. It really depends on your name before we go with the nickname. But there's thing, something about doing the complete opposite. If you're six foot seven, your name is Shorty, unless your name is Tom, in which case you're Tall Tom. Really creative, we Italians. It, it, it does kind of extend itself to the pet realm. If I meet one more ridiculously tiny sweater-wearing dog whose name is Thor, I'm going to lose my mind. Thor is is reserved for Rottweilers, for labs, and even there, it's kind of done to death. It's kind of the uh, Jason in the human world, we or, or the Luke. We have enough babies, we have enough dogs with the same names. If your pet is three pounds or so, and, and sleep sleeps in a hearth at the foot of your bed, and you take him out to... Uh, him or her out in your pocketbook. Here are some of the names you cannot name that tiny pet. Thor, as I said, Bear, King, Hulk, Orca. Choose a name that fits. At the same time, don't acknowledge the stature at all. Teensy Weensy is really just kind of as annoying. And we all know to stare clear of the human names. Naming your dog or your cat is the most important thing you will ever do. They're going to respond to this name. You might want to try to make it a little unique. Stare clear of human names, names that have anything to do with their stature. If it's a white dog, doesn't need to be named Whitey. If it's a black dog, doesn't need to be named Blackie. Come up with something clever. Your favorite ice cream flavor. You know, here's Rocky Road. All right, what's wrong with that? Your favorite... uh musician well a lot of people do that marley thing that's kind of annoying in and of itself all i'm saying is be creative pay homage to something that has affected you profoundly in your life and don't be so obvious and stop the thors as a matter of fact i want to see if animal radio is going to get behind making t-shirts that has the name thor in a circle with a slash through it no more thor Vinny Penn, Party Ants, Animal Radio. It's Animal Radio, you lucky dog you. 1-866-405-8405. You can also email us. Head on over to AnimalRadio.com. Get our email address for each one of the crazy characters, including Bobby. You can you can send it's her the email. Easiest way, yeah, Bobby at animalradio.com. Now, do you get a lot of spam, Bobby? No, I get a lot. I was going to say I get I get quite a few emails from our listeners, and uh, we are very popular in the UK and in Europe. Let me just say, because I <laughs> get good. I get lots of letters from people who have listened to the news and actually paid attention to the stories, and it's it's very nice to hear from them. Hmm. I don't know why I don't get the same mail. I'm yeah, looking just, through my mail this you're morning. You're not popular like Bobby is. Well, wait, wait. I have a complimentary colon cleansing if I want it. There you go, honey. <laughs> That's, uh... That's a good time. <laughs> we are retesting Ladybug the Studio Stunt Chihuahua with a brand new DNA breed identification test from BioPet Vet Lab. They say they're going to have more accurate results than the last company that we uh, tested with. And, of course, we found well, out. Is this, that, yes? Is this DNA test just, is it just 
specifically for aminals, or can people use it too? What, Bobby? What's uh, something we should yeah. know? You want something you want to tell us? No, no, no. I'm just you know you know me. I just because I watched way too much Jerry Springer, and I just figure we're to be getting calls from people who may want to use these tests on themselves it, rather than it for actually their kids works. rather than their dogs. Yeah, I understand that. And no, you don't want to use this. Uh, <laughs> this is not a cheap way to get around the big paternity test. Uh, yeah, I think you'd be go. a little upset if you found out your kid was a lab. <laughs> <laughs> The validated breeds are uh, mostly AKC breeds. They do have the Chihuahua on here. They do not have the Rat Terrier on here, and that's what we suspect Ladybug uh, might be a victim of. That's all I'm saying. No bull mastiff, huh? Her her mom was the victim, not her. They do have mastiff on the list. So uh, if if she does indeed have mastiff in them, then she's... I don't think (laughs) so. Which would just be (laughs) such a phenomenon. Yeah, at four pounds, I don't think so. Uh If you at home are having a problem deciding what kind of animal you have and you want to know what kind of dog it is... I have a few of these to give away. Tell us your story, of course. I'll give you one. You'll have to report back in about 30 days or so and let us know how the test went for you. It's the in other words, there will be a quiz. Yes, there will be a quiz on this, and you'll get results back after two weeks. Okay? DNA breed cool. identification test from BioPet Vet Lab. I have 10 to give away at 1-866-405-8405 right now. Hi, who's this? This is Patty in Vermont. Hi, Patty in Vermont. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Very good. You sound very excited. I'm very excited. We have a shelter dog. He's got some sort of shepherd in him, and we'd uh-huh. love to know what he is. Oh. He's got big stand-up goofy ears, and nobody can quite figure out what he's mixed with. I have one of these DNA tests. Would you like to try out? I would. Are you going to send it to me for free? I'm going to send it to you for free, but you got to call me back with the results. I will do that. So let's give the company a little plug here. You're going to get a DNA breed identification test from Biopet Vet Lab and the Biotech Corporation. It, it comes in a box that looks like a video, a video cassette. And inside, you're going to have a cheek swab. You're going to take that. You're going to put it on the inside of your animal's uh, uh, gums, rub it around a little bit. It's painless. Uh-huh. You're going to send that uh, cheek swab back, and they're, within two weeks, they're going to tell you what kind of animal you're... Now, what kind of dog do you think it is? Well, we know he's some sort of shepherd. He's definitely a herding dog, but he doesn't have all of the markings of a shepherd. He might be mixed with a golden or something. We're not really sure. Even the vet isn't sure. He has very tall, long ears that stand straight up. He almost looks like a satellite dish, so we can't quite figure out what he is. <laughs> okay. But everybody's, he's one of he's so goofy looking, he's cute. Okay. Well, that's, that's the way we like him. You know, it really doesn't matter what they are in the long run, but you can find out what kind of diseases they may be predisposed to uh, through this DNA test. So hold on for one second. I'm going to send one your way, and then you got to call us in a month and let us know what you found out. All right. It's Animal Radio. This is Animal Radio Network.